friend, welcome to the Cook Coterie Podcast. I'm Marie. In this episode, I have a chat with Sasha Marazov, where we discuss the question, can women really have it all? We also talk about letting go of pressure and how working moms can thrive despite having multiple roles and responsibilities. Enjoy! Hi, Sasha. Welcome to the Cook Coterie Podcast. I'm so grateful to have you join us today. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited for our conversation. I'm so excited too. The very first question that I have for you is, can women really have it all? The dream job, the dream partner, the dream home. Can women really have it all? Oh, I love that that's where we're jumping into because I honestly believe we can have it all if we're willing to let go of things that don't serve us. The difference between having it all on what it looks like on Instagram and having it all in my perception are different. Having it all in my point of view is the fact that you are happy. You're happy with your life. You feel that everything is going forward. It doesn't mean it's perfect. It's moving forward. You're satisfied with where your family life is at home. You're satisfied with the career that you've chosen and what's going on there. But the Instagram kind of Facebook or whatever social media or news, however you want to say it, life having it all means you have to be in these fancy dresses and super fit and this, this, this and that. But again, to me, it's having it all is really about what you're willing to prioritize and what you're willing to let go of. You mentioned social media, and I've noticed since I became a mother myself just recently that a lot of women appreciate when people post like the quote-unquote ugly side of motherhood, you know, spilt milk, tantrums, the messy house, the messy kitchen. Why do you think that is? Why do you think some women almost need that reminder that reality isn't online? Absolutely. I think part of it is the fact that our society and the way that our family structure has really evolved into it's really being a separate unit in a way. Before, you know, we always say it takes a village. At the same time, now it's really it takes, you know, in a heterosexual couple, mother, father, child, right? And it doesn't matter what kind of couple you're in, but it it's that's that's the family nucleus and that's where you are and then what happens is that you kind of get stuck in your mind because you're seeing your house a mess you're seeing the toys everywhere you're seeing the clutter and you're thinking oh my gosh this cannot be what everyone else is life is like out there so when you see it it brings that reminder and we all need reminders sometimes we all get so caught up in our day-to-day that we forget we forget that oh everybody has those mess up times things happen and we move on just because your house is messy today just because the toys are everywhere does not mean that you can't clean it up and move on that's it sasha what advice do you have for women who want to go from surviving motherhood to thriving and with all the responsibilities they have to still find that joy and that satisfaction Yes, absolutely. And you know, this is something that I've been working on for a while. And what I've come up with is really my four step method that I 
that I teach others in the coaching that I do with working moms. And the first step is really self. We cannot do anything until we understand where we came from, why we are the way we are, and what we want different. When we really, because when people come to me, they're in the self step, they're really almost like in a fog. Is that we're just like grabbing at things, we're trying to do things, but that's where the work comes in. And I help people get through the fog and look, okay, this is where I want to be. This is where the finish line, and there's really no finish line ever, right? Because especially in motherhood, every stage of a child's development is different. They're gonna have different needs. A teenager is very different than a newborn or a preschooler or an elementary, they're all different. So there's never really a finish line. It's also the finish line of where you want to be right now. So that's self. And then we work on home because to me, I believe home is really where the heart is. Home is one of the most financial um, investments we'll ever make in our lives. If you own a home or even if you're renting, that rent is still one of the largest things you're paying monthly. And I see too many times that people don't enjoy the space they're in. So making sure your environment around you is conducive to what you're looking for is so crucial. And we move on to step three, which is relationships. A lot of times what I see is unbalance, unbalance within the partnership, unbalance within the children. And it doesn't mean that we work on things that are perfect. What it means is, is that we recognize what it is that you want to look differently, what conversations need to be had so that way it's not all on you. The cooking, the cleaning, the everything is just not all on you. And that's, we, you know, we as women naturally end up being this caretaker role. And we naturally end up being the one that does the presents, the gifts and this and that and plans everything. And we can, it's just, a lot and it doesn't have to be that way so we really focus on the relationships and then and to me only then can we really focus on habits routines and systems which is the fourth step because by that time we've laid the foundation we know who we are we know what we want in our space we know what we want our relationships to look like and then we're ready to really make sure we're making those changes so they stick i'm not here to help people or anyone or preach to anybody you can get up and start your new diet tomorrow and everything's going to be fine. Why do diets fail? Why do we not end up using that gym membership? It's because we jump into it. But with me, it's when you lay the foundation, then you're really able to make sure those habits stick. I love those four steps. Could you share from your experience, maybe from your own life or a client of yours, who is in a very happy, successful place in life now because they followed those four steps? Sure. I mean, I think it's always nice to start with where you've been and what your journey through that has been. And for me, you know, I've been fortunate that I've always worked in a career I love. I've worked in nonprofit. I have my master's in social work. That's just who I am by nature. And at the same time, as much as I knew so much and I've studied and I work with so many women in my time when I was in nonprofit, I was coming home and it was still not the way I wanted it to be. And I was so frustrated because I, I was saying like, out of all people, shouldn't I be the first one who has the education, who has you know, the ability, the privileges, all of the stuff to be able to make it perfect? 
or just kind of how we see on Instagram or anywhere else. And then I realized, what does perfect look like to me? And why am I trying to fit somebody else's version? Because that's not really true to myself. So once I realized that, then it really became into how can I, now that I know what I'm looking for, how can I simplify my life? So it really started with the home because decluttering and getting rid of things and surrounding yourself with things you really enjoy makes such a difference. It's so much easier for me to get dressed, get my kids out of the house, all of this stuff. When there's less stuff, when we know what's coming up and really being the proactive. So the home part really for me was having less and being proactive. And then, then when I started to realize, wait a minute, but I'm still the one driving the kids every single day to a different activity. I'm the one that is still planning every single meal or every, you know, all of this. And when I started having conversations with my partner, it wasn't that he didn't want to do it. it none of that. It's the fact that I, he assumed that because I've always done it, that I was happy doing it or that it was just the, you know, the way we are. But at the, he didn't know because it's, it's almost like minor things, but those little things add up. So when we started to see, wait a minute, what about Like, why don't you like, I'll take one kid, you take the other kid, you know, or just different ways that we can build our family. So that way, you know, the kids get the attention that they need. We connect, me and my partner are able to connect. And it, I don't feel like it's if we, I want a date night, if I don't plan it, that I don't get it. It's just voicing, hey, this is important to me. How can we make sure once a month? And then we can plan like, okay, next month you plan something and that's it. So from there, that's where really the routine started to take place. That's where the habits really started to stick. You know, it's like I said, it's not like just going to the gym. You wake up and you go to the gym and that's it. If you first realize why you want to go to the gym, then you get the equipment and everything you need for the gym. And then you make it public and everybody knows that this is your goal. Then you start going to the gym. You're much more likely to succeed. What stood out to me is that there is a need for accountability. You mentioned sharing it, right? That goal, let's say with going to the gym, sharing it, that that's what you want to do. Why is that? How does accountability actually help us reach our goals and our dreams? Yes, it grounds us. To me, accountability really grounds us. It gives us the next kind of uh, like sticking point to get to. You can't get to the finish line without doing the first circle around the lap. You know, you, you got to start somewhere in accountability and really making things public. I think when you hold, when if it's just you and you're just keeping it inside and you're like, okay, I'm going to do this. Okay, I'm going to hold myself. I'm, I'll set a calendar reminder this. When you make it public, that accountability piece is so much firmer. There's so you're way more likely to actually complete the goal as well, because now somebody knows that that's what you're working on, and it pushes us forward. I'm all about it's called habit stacking, which is basically that you know if it's you're doing something that you may not love but you know you should do, whether it's the gym, eating healthy, what cleaning up the house, whatever it may be. What I try to say to people also a quick tip is the fact of what do you enjoy that you can pair with it? So if you hate folding laundry, 
fold laundry while your favorite TV show is on to make it better. Or if you love, or if you hate, you know, cleaning the house, you know, have a, after I clean the house, I'm going to have some chocolate, whatever it is, like put it together. So that way it's not just the accountability. You're more likely to stick with it because now you're actually looking forward to something at the end of it. I love that. I think pairing something you don't like to do with something that you like to do actually changes our mindset of that thing that we don't like to do. Why do you think? Oh, no, I was just going to add that it changes our mindset. And at the same time, we get used to it. It's so much easier to get used to it because it's like, oh, okay, well, I'll just do this. And it's so much easier when we're actually in it. Like how many times do we dread doing something? But when we actually do, we're like, oh, that's not that bad that it's just getting in the flow of it. I was going to ask, going back to having a good mindset, why do you think a lot of women have fears of actually attaining their dreams? Well, I think the fact that we really are the number one reason we don't go after our dreams. It's really not the outside world. We talk ourselves out of so many things on a daily. We come up with excuses. We come up with the reasons and we talk about it like it's the news. We talk about it that, well, that's just facts. At the same time, that's where I come in and I say, but this life is meant to have fun. You're meant to enjoy. You're meant to live your best life. Let's get you there. What does it look like for you? How, now that we know what it looks like for you, these are the steps and these are the ways that we can pave the path to get there. And it's just the mindset of being able to let go of all this pressure and just really own, this is what's important to me and this is what I want. You're not just going to start, you know, and say, okay, I want to be the the next, like, most famous actress, right? And I'd say, that's great. Awesome. How can we prioritize? And what skills do you need? Or what do you need to do to get there? It's just about, it doesn't matter what your dream is. The point is, it has to be yours. you got to know why you want it. And then just take the small steps. Because when you take the small, small steps... Honestly, you're going to look down the road a year later and be like, oh, I've come so far. It's just about getting started. That's the hardest part in my mind. What advice do you have for women who do want to start but don't know how, don't know when? What advice do you have? What is like one thing that you could suggest that they do to get started? Honestly, the one thing I would say is take five minutes a day for yourself. Five minutes a day. Whether it doesn't even have to be to meditate, doesn't have it, just five minutes to truly think, and things will come. Ideas will come. The steps that you need to take will come. It's just giving yourself time to and hold space for all of it to kind of rise up. And notice what's coming up. If those five minutes is just negative self-talk, notice it. And then try to see if next time it can only be four minutes of negative self-talk and 
then try to think about something positive from it. We need to just be able to, one, catch up on all that we're thinking. We're just flying through the days. We're flying through the weeks, the year, everything like that. And what I'm saying is let's pause in a way. Let's pause. You're only going to be able to restart. You're only going to be able to get going if you get clear. So take the time to get clear and things will come up. We, we know inside what we really want. I don't need to sit here in coaching and like really pry it out of people because they know what they want. It's just helping to get them there. But if you're taking the time, even five minutes a day, to just think about it, write down some notes about it, things will start to fall in place because you're already starting the motions. Sasha, thank you so much for your advice. I really appreciate you and I've learned a lot already. I was wondering if you could share with our listeners where they can learn more about you. Absolutely. If you are a working mom, please head on over to SashaXHome.com and grab your freebie of five steps to coming home happy after work. So that way you can start feeling a little bit lighter and a little bit brighter as you walk through the door after work. Thank you so much, Sasha, for your time. I'm so grateful that you could join us today. Absolutely. Thank you. This was great. I really hope whoever is listening there, just take the five minutes. It'll be a game changer. Hey, friend. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review or share it with someone you love. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you next time.